This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 225. Uh, this is the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated to the world of boxing. If you've never, ever come across us before, you can subscribe via iTunes. Uh, just search Fight Disciples. You can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. We're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and thank you very much for all the lovely messages that I received over the last week saying, why don't you stay on fucking holiday, you weapon? <laughs> That's because I brought in a bit of hot chocolate, baby. Yeah, but that was the, the sexy UFC level show. of this show hmm. fucking went up last week, I've got to I be I noticed honest. that he was all over it as well, Dan Hot Chocolate, on the USC show. He was uh, he was pinging out a few messages, wasn't he? You know what yeah. I mean? Touting for a new gig. Get back in your box, sunshine. <laughs> back in your lane. That's it. You just chill. You sexy bastard, you. <laughs> uh, and I noticed that the boxing show was a little bit scouse last week. You know what I mean? It was so a um, scouse love in, yeah. So if you uh, if you did download last week's show, uh, subtitles are available on fightdisciples.com. Yeah. Um, and there is a, a phlegm bucket as well, or a phlegm windshield, just to protect you <laughs> from everything that's coming out of the speakers. Did you see how much how scouse I progressively got yeah. during the show as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is me posh voice, obviously, that I like mm. to use. When I when I knock about with people from my hometown as well, it, it does get a little bit colloquial. It gets a little bit inbred, I'll be honest with Absolutely. you. And listening to you, lads, last week, I was thinking to myself, fucking hell, fire, I better, uh, I better brush up on my Scouse accent here to, uh, <laughs> to keep up to date with everything that was going on. But thank you very much to Chris and Dan. Uh, for uh, participating in the Fight Disciples shows over uh, the last week or so. Dropping knowledge um, bombs, weren't they? Mm, um, there is, um, we are videoing little bits of this, uh, of which you'll be able to catch on our uh, on our social media. And you may notice uh, that uh, Nicholas is wearing uh, a new hoodie, Yep, which has been given to him from his prospects of the year. And look at you, you endorse anything, you don't you? <laughs> if anybody sends you anything in the post, you'll be going, yeah, no worries, I'll wear that on BT Sport for you. I'll put that on the telly, I'll make oh, sure I... that I'm photographed wearing the gear. Go on, tell everybody about it because... Uh, well, I'm I've not, been pushing I'm... this last couple of weeks. I, I tipped it and said Jordan had been in touch. Obviously, Jordan Gill, the next Commonwealth featherweight champion. That fight's happening soon. Mm. Uh, he reached out to the show, said he had his own clothing line called Adept Clothing. And he was going to send us a little bit of swag. I've got your swag. It's in the, it's in the house. I, I ain't got it, it yet. To you. I ain't got it. Can I just point out, this is what happens all the time. When, when people do send stuff, they send it for some reason to Nick. I don't know why you're doing that. Because what he does, he pilfers all the good shit <laughs> and then sends me the stuff that don't fit. So then I ended up lo- looking like a fucking bag lady. So stuff like either it's too small, too short. It looks like a crop top. I believe he saved me a vest. Is that right? <laughs> Who wears a fucking vest in this day and age? Yeah, true. Are you, were in, uh, you were in Ibiza last week. You were wearing loved a vest. fucking vest, mate. Did you think I am? Vest? Nah, mate. Nah, 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 nah. So anyway, you're... today's show is brought to you in association with yeah. Adept Clothing. Well, hang on a minute. No, it's fucking not, because I ain't got no swag. Nobody's weighing hills in. It's only being brought by your hoodie Listen, that you're wearing. It's not all about you. This is about the Fight Disciples, and Jordan has given us a discount code for the Fight Disciples to use as well. So visit Adept Clothing online and use the... Discount code Fight Disciples ten for ten percent discount. This is ridiculous. It's unreal, unreal. No, no, it's ridiculous that you're doing that. That you, you you you're so easily led. You know what I mean? Someone sends you some gear and you're in, aren't you? Just check the website. Yeah, it is adeptclothing.co.uk. Yeah, ten percent discount. Fight Disciples ten. Just check it out. Seriously, you you haven't found out yet, but the hoodie's wicked. It's a really nice fit. <laughs> it does look alright, that and, actually. Uh, mm. The t-shirt. Is nice the one well. in my size, or is mine like a sleeping bag? 
I'm not sure. Mm. I just, I, you know me, I just pulled stuff out off it, me, and whatever's left is, is down to you. So, um, Last week's show was obviously a very serious look at the world of boxing. Obviously, when I'm back on the programme, we do like to take the piss out of each other, and you will, uh, well, you won't notice this because you won't have seen him. Uh, but Nick has actually uh, hobbled into the studio today with uh, an Eric Torsvet knee brace on, yep. haven't you, mate? It's fucked. Um, because you were uh, knocking about a bit of five-a-side early week, weren't you? Five-a-side last Wednesday, yeah. Went down like a fucking, went down like the Titanic, I did. Mm. Turning as probably as quickly as the Titanic as yeah. well. But I went for, one way, my knee went the other. But for 20 minutes, you were amazing, weren't you? Rolling for it 20 back. minutes, I was literally like fucking, yeah, Mulby. you know, Mark Viduka. Were you? Absolutely. Giving it the big one. Yeah. I'm impressed, actually, that you've not actually dropped the name of who you were playing football with in on this show, because we did Chris a... Chris Walker, who was on the show last no, week. No, that's bullshit, right? We were, we were doing um, a radio programme on Saturday evening, and within 30... Well, within three seconds of uh, talking about the football, you dropped in the name of uh, whose five-a-side get-together it was. You doing it? I'm not going to I'm not going to name-drop now. I'm not going to clang when you've set Why me not? up like that. Why not? Let's just say he's... Uh, he should stick to the boxing. I can say that now because I won't be playing on Wednesday. Mm. I yeah. won't be playing. For are you a while. out now? Are you, you, you out? I'm of, out. Are I'm you s- out of the Tony Bell? You uh, six you know, aside uh, special? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was supposed to be playing on Wednesday as well in a charity football match uh, for No More Knives in Liverpool, which is like uh, loads of Liverpool boxers are involved in it. It's actually a match being played mm. at HM Prison Walton behind closed doors, mm. and it's a team of Liverpool boxers and me against, or it was me against them. Um, some prisoners in a, in a, in like a mean machine style. Nice. Bit Vinnie Jones-esque. Match. Exactly like that, yeah. Right. Well, I wouldn't say Vinnie Jones, that was the remake, that was shit. The original one with Bert, was it Bert? Or some Bert Lancaster? He was the guy with the big fat tash, the porn star looking fella. He was in the original, wasn't he? Bert Reynolds. Bert Reynolds, that's it. I knew it was a Bert. You can't talk about Mean Machine and, and, talk, and not talk right. about, and talk about the Vinnie Jones version. So you're out of that. I'm out of that, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll throw my head in, make sure the lads are all right, but mm. uh, I won't be playing, unfortunately. Uh, lots been going on in the world of boxing since I've been away. A uh, lot have been going on in the world of UFC as well. So make sure you download both of our podcasts, which are available uh, on our website and on iTunes this week. Um, and one of the things that has been going on kind of is connected to the fight that's happening this weekend at Windsor Park. Well, the undercard fight, anyway. That of uh, Tyson Fury claiming that he's the greatest heavyweight to have ever lived. Yep. Listen, I'm all for confidence. You know that I talk a lot of shit on this show. You know what I mean, mate? Um, but uh, sadly, that type of statement in the in the modern day world doesn't really stack up. I think nope. the mantle of greatest of all time or the greatest heavyweight that has ever lived is kind of gone. I don't think anybody that no. comes... Uh, in the in the future, whether it be near or far, he's ever going to claim the mantle off uh, Muhammad Ali. Sadly, um, but there is an opportunity maybe to infiltrate the top ten. Just yeah, there's a lot of decent heavyweights that have knocked about down the years. Yeah, um, I'm not going to go into naming them all back right now. Uh, but I'm sure that anybody that listens to this show um, can name ten. Well, you can name <laughs> ten. Yeah, you can name ten comfortably that are uh, better than Tyson. Better than Tyson Fury at this moment in time. Absolutely. Now, if Tyson Fury does go on to say what he says he's going to do, i.e. beat Deontay Wilder twice, twice, beat Anthony Joshua twice, twice. and then whoever else comes along, maybe some young Mm up-and-comer comes along and does that. Yeah, maybe if he does Usyk on Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of occasions as well, there might be an argument to stick him in your top 10, but I don't think he's ever going to be classed as the greatest of all time. Even if he goes 40-0 and and does all those, I don't think he's going to claim the top spot. Do you think he's... He obviously didn't mean it. He obviously didn't mean it. Mate, Tyson, of course he fucking meant it. He's just he's so funny. He makes me laugh. I think he's brilliant. He's great for boxing. He's, he's great, great for, for heavyweight boxing. He's great, he's great for us. Great fucking material. I don't. It, it's weird. He's saying shit like that, 
amuse you know is he trying to convince himself is he just taking the piss is he just fucking fishing for fishing for hits i don't know it's such a weird one it's such a weird thing to say isn't it in the grand scheme of things mm. he's not even the best heavyweight called tyson is he let's be honest and no. i think he would he not agree to that i don't know it was a mad comment he's not the best british right now no well, L- Lennox oh, is. certainly not. Av- yeah, exactly. Lennox yeah. is. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. There's no question that yeah, Lennox yeah, yeah. is. Absolutely. Um, so he has to become undisputed yeah. heavyweight champion of the world, even just to get in the mix for becoming the best British. But even then, even if he even if he beats Deontay Wilder and then goes straight in and beats AJ, he's still got some way to go before he's... Of course he has. He's because as good it, as Lennox. Because think about it. If you, if you look at Lennox... Lennox has beaten guys that are in that top 10. Yeah, yeah. That many, many people would sit here now and say, right, let's make our top 10 list of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Most would put Mike Tyson in, I think. Or he'd, he'd be there or thereabouts. I would be in the top 10, absolutely. And I think a lot of people would put Evander Holyfield in there as well. Yeah. And a lot of people would actually put Lennox in there. Absolutely. Right? 100%. So if you look at what Tyson's done so far, I don't yeah. think Steve Cunningham's getting in there anytime soon, no. is he? No. I don't no no disrespect to De- Derek big Chisora. John, big John McDermott. I, I, don't, I don't think they're getting in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to be on the list. Absolutely not. Um, Vladimir Klitschko is his greatest victory. Yes. And a lot of people might not even put Vladimir Klitschko in the top 10. I mean, no. I think Ring Magazine have got him listed at about 16 yeah, in yeah. the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult for Tyson Fury today, on what is it, the 13th of August, to sit there and go, I'm the greatest heavyweight that has ever lived, when his body of work doesn't necessarily stack up no, exactly. to the likes of Lennox Lewis. Yeah. It definitely doesn't stack up to the likes of Muhammad Ali. No. Um, but take the Klitschko win away. Yeah, don't Listen, don't get me wrong. He ended an era of dominance for them two brothers in that heavyweight division. He changed the face of heavyweight boxing, and it was we were all, ben- we were all grateful for it. And it was an amazing moment. And we'll never, you can't take that away from him because that was his defining moment in the sport so far. But if you do go take that one performance away, yeah. his best win was against Chisora. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Christian Hammer, fucking John McDermott. Steve Cunningham. Do you know what I mean? Down. You're struggling, aren't you? Mm. You're really struggling. So But he's on he's on if he does what he says he's gonna do, mm. if he can clean shop. And I Anton, I'll be honest, right here, right now, I think he struggles like fuck against Deontay Wilder right now. If he fights Deontay Wilder, he better look amazing this weekend in Belfast for me to give him any chance whatsoever. Because Wilder, in a lot of ways, Wilder, I think, is a more difficult fight than AJ. Because mm-hmm. Wilder's just so fucking hard to prepare for, and he punches so hard. And we te- we seen Wilder take big shots off Lewis Ortiz. And still stand. And Lewis Ortiz, it's hard to argue he's not a bigger puncher than Tyson Fury. Mm. So Wilder can afford to leave his chin in the air against Fury. Because if he can land a bomb, Listen, Tyson's fucking never been knocked out. I was there when he was dropped. I was there when he lost. The only the only time he lost, or the only time certainly he lost. Amateurs, you're talking about David yeah, yeah. Price. Yeah, and David Price beat him. Yeah, I was there that night. I was ringside at the uh, Northwest County ABAs. Um, and Tyson had to... Uh, Tyson got up off the floor. Um, but his chin has been proven inside the ring. But then we're talking about he's only ever really been in with Klitschko. And Klitschko that night was so fucking baffled by Tyson Fury's antics in the run-up to the fight. Mm. It, Klitschko just didn't turn up at all. We've seen the proper Klitschko against Anthony Joshua. For me, that was one of the best Klitschko performances. It was just an amazing fight. That's what Tyson didn't have with Klitschko. It was It's weird, that fight, because you look back and go, oh, Klitschko fucking didn't turn up. Tyson was in his head. His head was scrambled and blah. Or... Was Tyson just that good? 
he just completely and utterly didn't let Klitschko get into any kind of rhythm in the fight and he mm. just completely neg- negated the best thing that Klitschko done. Whereas AJ allowed Klitschko to be Klitschko, mm. but beat him in, in a firefight. I, know, I, know, I noticed a lot of fans are, on our social media and social media in general just talking about Tyson Fury being deluded calling out uh, Deontay Wilder now, right? Mm. So this is his second fight back this weekend uh, against Pignetta. And God, then, he better look good against Pignetta. Yeah, but then he's talking me. Deontay Wilder. But for me... Well, Wilder's going to be there. He's part of the conversation. Yeah, of course he is. And he will be in the ring at the end of it and there will yeah. be a showdown. Of course there will. Now, I kind of like it because Tyson Fury, for me, reminds me... And, and there's obviously similarities with their backgrounds being obviously from the traveller community. But he reminds me so much of Billy Joe Saunders. And I think to myself... Tyson Fury is one of those guys that he needs a bit of jeopardy in the fight. He needs someone to give him a proper threat, i.e. Klitschko. Yeah, yeah. The best performance of Tyson Fury's career is against Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, the biggest threat of his career, yeah. Biggest threat, because he knows he could get chinned, right? You look at Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders' best performance to date probably is against David Lemieux, because David Lemieux is an absolute horse of a puncher, and he could have knocked him out. He was switched on. There was a little bit of fear. I'm not saying he was frightened, but a little bit of fear. He was he was on it. He was on it. He had to was, be. He was razor sharp. Of course, you had to but, be. But then when you fight guys that Sefer Safiri or you fight Willie Monroe, who were who in their mind, i.e. the mind of Tyson Fury and Billy Joe Saunders, those fighters are so far below them. Yeah. They don't take them seriously. They lower yeah. their standards to their level. It's a bit of a joke. Tyson last time out looked like a fucking pantomime, didn't it? I think he needs a real challenge. And therefore, I'm kind of weeing on the on the Deontay Wilder thing. I'm just like, fuck it. Get yeah. in there and just go to the top level straight away and let's see what you're all about. Yeah, but then the counter argument to that is uh, Billy Joe Saunders, while he was very... Fu- he, he beat Andy Lee, look great. Mm-hmm. Then he put in two very flat performances defending his world title. Yeah. But he was still defending his world title against top contenders. And then he went to the, he went to the Lemo fight, went out to Canada, yeah, looked sensational. But he hasn't dropped down a level he's just put in poor performances and subsequently now we're finding out he wasn't training right he's, he was crash diet and he was doing it all wrong hence the reason why he's changed camps now the difference here is Tyson Fury is more of it I get what you're talking about mentality wise but I see this scenario being a bit more like David Hay it's like he's been out for a long time he's come back against two well one joke opponent we'll find out this weekend how much of a joke this guy is mm. and he's going to jump straight back in with Deontay Wilder with all due respect and I love them guys a bit Deontay Wilder's fucking far more dangerous than Tony Bellew in terms of punch power mm. in terms of certainly unpredictability as well you know Deontay Wilder ain't a blown up cruiserweight Deontay Wilder's a legit heavyweight champion of the world and a lot of people believe he's the number one heavyweight in the world as well mm. I think it's a massive step I think it's more of a if I don't take this now and he fights AJ in April you know, there's an element of Frank wanting to fucking do Eddie over. We're going to make the fight. So we're going to fuck your April date up because we're then going to build a relationship with uh, Deontay. And if the fight's even remotely close, you better believe we'll be having a rematch. So good luck filling, filling your April date against Dillian White or whatever it may be. Yeah, but they will. It's AJ, And they will. It? Of course, AJ yeah. And it'll sell out anyway. So it doesn't matter. It, it makes no difference. Eventually, AJ will be left to pick up the pieces when Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury's done finally plays itself out, yeah. But I just don't think Tyson himself, one, I think you're right, motivation. He needs a big fight to go, I've worked hard to get all this weight off and now you want me to fight Pianata and then you're going to put me in with some other guy who I should be beating. His interest is waning. He needs the challenge. He and needs the fans, to jump, and jump the fans interest wins. If he, if he does another performance like he did against Sefer Safiri this weekend, the interest will win. However, the thing that could save it is Deontay Wilder Wild getting in the ring, giving it the big and right, yeah. we'll do this in November or December, mate. Me and you, let's do it. Yeah. That's the, what gains the interest back. It's like, 
When Canelo fought um, Chavez Jr., the fight was like, well, whatever, not really that interested in it. But the thing that saved it, this talking point that came off the back of it, was that Triple G got in the ring at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and the fight was signed and everything was done and that was the talking point off the back of it. This is kind of like your uh, your intro to the main event. The main event will be Deontay Wilder in the ring at the end. Yeah, absolutely. That's what people are most interested in about. Yeah. It, I think even if he's crap at the weekend... Tyson Fury. Makes no difference. As long as Deontay... As long as gets raised. As long as the yeah. Because if he's crap, Deontay gets in and goes, you're a fucking pudding, you're finished. Look at the state here. You couldn't even beat a guy like that. I'm going to destroy you. And Tyson's like, you know, I carried him to lure you in. Now I've got you. Yeah. You're in my world Let's and all that. It. And then the great thing is the build-up will start and Tyson Fury will start getting inside Deontay's head. There'll be all that kind of stuff going on. It's going to be amazing. But is Tyson Fury fully equipped to deal with Deontay Wilder right now. I don't believe he is. I think after the Safari fight, I thought, fuck me, you look about three years away. Yeah. He's obviously thought, you know what, fuck this, shit a bus, let's roll a dice, let's just get in And you've got to admire that. Do it. Of course. He's daring to be great. Mm. He's daring to build this, an actual legacy that is legit. Mm. And if by taking this fight at this notice, why not? Why not ruin AJ's plans? Why not? Why, why wait? To, to dance by AJ's drum because he's the big seller. Well, I know. Oh, wait, let AJ sort that out with him. And then when you guys have finished that, Tyson Fury's not about that. Tyson Fury's about being the lineal champion. He ain't dancing by anyone's soundtrack but his own. Fuck you. I'm going to go and fight Deontay Wilder. I'm going to go and do that. And then you'll be have to come to me. You'll have to beg me for a fight. I'll be the WBC champion. What do you, what, how do you think Eddie Hearn's looking at all this? For, for me, I look at this now. If I'm Eddie, I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm thinking, right, go on then. You two clowns go and sort each other out because yeah. then we both threats because then massive threats because then legit, uh, legitimately we only have to fight one of you yeah yeah because loser leave town one of you becomes irrelevant if yeah. if Deontay Wilder sparks Tyson Fury Tyson Fury is irrelevant then absolutely it's all about Deontay Wilder and vice versa yeah if Tyson Fury goes and puts a school on against Deontay Wilder takes his belt off him Deontay Wilder's out the picture yeah yeah there's only one fight now a lot of fans have have said to me off the back of that yeah but then AJ loses out on two pair days he don't give a fuck he's earning 18, 20 million quid a time Plus, already mate yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter that was without the zone money God only knows what he'll be earning now and he loses out on two pair days if he wins the first fight he's got to win the first one so if he yeah. fights Deontay Wilder he has to beat him to then become legitimate for Tyson Fury I suppose because yeah, yeah. Deontay Wilder will move on to Tyson Fury of course it's exciting stuff. And, and you know what? This will define their legacies as well. One of them guys, one of those three is going to be the last man standing. And that guy will go into top, top 15. You know, there might even be a case if there's a bit of a round robin and they fight each other a few times and we get this golden age of heavyweight boxing. They, we, the, the last man standing could end up getting into that top 10. You never know. Mm. You never know. Because potentially now, the, the level is there. That The heavyweight division is alive again. It's bubbling again. It was on recess with the Klitschko brothers dominating for so long. We've got what we wanted. Tyson Fury threw all that up in the air, but the emergence of AJ is a genuine superstar. And the emergence of, of Wilder, and that's so important, by the way. Wilder, America having a legit heavyweight champion is very important in the growth of this heavyweight division because mm. the Americans have got to be interested as well. And the hard part now is selling, getting, turning Deontay into a pay-per-view star, which he isn't currently. But Tyson Fury would turn him into a pay-per-view star because people people remember what Tyson Fury did. Mm. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how it plays out, and it all plays out this weekend in a fight that uh, Tyson Fury has against the Geyser. Um, Fucking Pianata could fuck this all up. <laughs> By the way, if he lands a lottery punch, all this goes Mate, away. Come on, right, Pianata. He got knocked out in the first round by Ruslan Chagiev. Mm-hmm. Ruslan Chagiev got knocked out by Lucas Brown. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to say anymore. <laughs> just leave, say just anymore. leave it there. Tyson, <laughs> take care of the kid, and then let's get the show on the road. It'd be nice if Tyson got a stoppage, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to just see him blow someone away yeah. and make a bit of a statement. Just take it serious. I know yeah, that I know. all that fucking about in the Safiri fight, it annoyed me. It, it was pantomime mess. Now, let's get down to business. If you blow him away in the first round, sound. Yeah, exactly. If you play with him, but boxing play with him for a round School. and then knock him out, yeah. sweet. Exactly. But, but I think he does need to stop him. Get on the microphone and do a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Very similar to, I know this is bringing it back always to Tony Bell, you as we always do, but Tony Bell, you BJ Flores. BJ Flores, who was fighting for a world title, by the way, at the weekend, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, he bingoed him around the echo, but it wasn't about the BJ Flores thing, it was no. about David Ayer. Exactly. The show at the end. Nobody remembers, really, the BJ Flores fight. No. They remember the show at the end, of which Kicking then the led to two fights that obviously created financial wealth yeah, uh, for yeah. Tony. the finder's legacy as well. Mm. finder's boxing legacy. Mm. Um, regarding pay-per-views, because we do speak about it on the show on uh, regular occurrence, you'll be delighted to know um, that we've got three pay-per-views in back-to-back weeks. Brilliant. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. September the 15th, Triple G versus Canelo will be on BT Sport pay-per-view, the first one in the wow. UK. There you go. Sign it up. Shit. September the 22nd, of course, AJ will be on uh, Sky Sports box office, another pay-per-view. And then September the 28th, the following Friday, Smith versus Groves on ITV box office. There you go. Save your readies. You're going to need the best part of 60 quid <laughs> to watch three absolute cracking fights in uh, in September. There you go. Yep. What's the time difference for, for the last one, by the way, in Cheddar Jeddah? Uh, they'll go at midnight, so it'll be on at 10 o'clock here. Oh, right. It's okay. only two it's hours. prime time for the UK, the two, the two hours ahead. Yeah. But the, I was going to talk about time difference, though, with the first one, Triple G against Canelo, because that pay-per-view is in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. You're paying pay-per-view for, what, 3 a.m. start? Yeah, 3, 4 in the morning if you want some undercard action mm-hmm. all that type of carry-on. It'll Listen, it's big enough. It's big enough. Is. People are going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's there or thereabouts. It's going to be interesting to see how the BT Sport pay-per-view platform yeah, uh, is, yeah. rolls into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if this works, expect... Uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder to be on that platform by the end of the year. Well, it will be, 100%. Mm. And maybe even Carl Frampton versus Josh Warrington when that gets made as well. Yeah, let's just hope they don't do it with Conor Khabib. Let's hope so, eh? That's a different show. That's a different thing. We'll get to that on our uh, UFC show. Um, I want to talk about the WBA. Fuck's sake, do we have to? Yeah. Um, Shout out, cunts. If you you talk about the WBA, yeah. Um, world titles. I was making a list the other day of people that are uh, connected to uh, WBA world titles. Yeah. Um, and this has all come about, obviously, with what happened at the weekend with Trevor Bryan. Yes, Trevor Bryan. He works in accounts. <laughs> He's become uh, the latest man to hold a WBA title. That in the heavyweight division. Now, I know that the people will be listening to this show going, what are you talking about? Anthony Joshua is the WBA champion of the world, isn't he? Well, hold your horses there, ladies and gentlemen, because Anthony Joshua holds the super belt. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Char holds the regular belt. And now yep. Trevor Bryan is the interim champion. There you go. You know what the WBA are like. They love a little bit of... Uh, Three active heavyweight champions in the WBA. It's crazy, isn't it? What the fuck? Why have they made an interim belt when they've already got a super champion and a world champion what do they need the interim belt for it's not like AJ isn't fighting it's do you not know, like... do, oh, by the way do you know who was fighting I mentioned it slightly earlier on in the show BJ Flores yeah I know what a fucking joke BJ Flores could have been the interim heavyweight champion of the world 
former cruiserweight. That's won two fights or three fights since he beat Tony, since Tony Bell. You blew him away mm. at cruiserweight. Mm. Now he's fighting for the for the interim world heavyweight title. He only lasted four rounds, obviously, but it's. Well, I just don't understand why. The problem at the moment is the problem with mainstream sports fans is that boxing has got four governing bodies, and that's they're just the ones that we recognise. There's another fucking half a dozen on top, but there's four governing bodies. Yeah. So at one time there can be four world champions. WBA are just making it worse. Listen, I know WBC is pain in the arse yeah. as well, but yeah, WBA have fucking got three now. Check this, I'll get you a list, right? So there's three heavyweights yeah. with the WBA world title, four cruiserweights. How? Because there's one in recess, Dennis Labideff. For sake. Right? Uh, one light heavy, they've, they've stuck to that, well done them. Uh, two super middles, two middles, two super welters, two welters, one super light, one light, uh, one super feather, three feathers, uh, one super bantam, three bantams, one super fly, one fly, uh, two light flies, and one minimum. There you go. There's all the uh, WBA uh, champs. Assholes. Love a bit of that, don't just, you? They're just proliferating the sport. Mm. Pisses me off. Really does piss me off. Do you want to play a quiz? Yeah, man, let's go. Do you want to name them? <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's horrible, that question, isn't it? I wonder if people could actually name them. Yeah, play this with your mates at home, right? Because I'll name them all for you now and then see if you can do this quiz with your pals at home or in the boozer or something like that, right? So you're going to name all the dub- current WBA champions? All the champions. current WBA world champions. Check this out, right? So in the heavyweight division, you've got the super champion as Anthony Joshua, the regular champion as Manuel Char, the interim champion as Trevor Bryan, right? Then in the cruiserweights, Alexander Usyk is the super champion. Bebut Shumanov is the regular champion. Really? Uh, Arsene Gulimarian is the interim champion. And then, of course, uh, you've got Denis Lebedev, who is the champion in recess. The light, light heavyweight champion is Dmitry Bivol. Um, in the super middleweight division, the super champion's George Groves. The regular champion's Rocky Fielding. In the middleweight division, the super champion's Gennady Golovkin. The regular champion's Ryota Murata. Uh, in the super welterweight uh, division, uh, you have got Jarrett Hurd as the super champion. Uh, you've got the Brian Castano as the regular champion. This is ridiculous, isn't it? It's fucking stupid. The welterweight super champion is Keith Thurman. The regular champion is Manny Pacquiao. The super lightweight <laughs> champion is Kirill Relic. The lightweight champion, he'll love this, is Vasyl Lomachenko. Uh, super featherweight, the super champion is Javonta Davis. The regular champion is Alberto Machado. <laughs> the featherweight champion... Uh, super champion is Leo Santa Cruz. Jesus Rojas is the regular champion. The interim champion is Jacques Tapora. Uh, super Bantam, Daniel Roman. Um, the Bantam super champion is Ryan Burnett. The regular champion is Naya Inoue. The interim champion is Raymar Gabalo. The super flyweight champion is Cal Yafai. The flyweight champion is Artem Dalikayin. They have an international belt as well. Mate, they've got all sorts going on here. They've got an international belt as well. Yeah. Light what fl- the fuck? Light flyweight super champion is Heki Budler. Uh, Carlos Canizales is the regular champion and the minimum, uh, minimum uh, weight champion. Check this out. You'll love this guy's name, right? Because you know that uh, the geezers over in Asia have some crazy, batshit crazy names. The legitimate WBA minimum weight champion of the world is Knockout CP Freshmart. There you go, have a bit of that. Class. There you go, boys and girls. Have uh, a little bit of quiz on me. That's ridiculous, wow. isn't it? Come on, they've got to fucking clean this shit up. So just, I'm just having a little nose now mm. at the rankings. And they've got, these are the current WBA rankings. Obviously, they've got Joshua as the champion. Yeah. Manuel Char as the regular champion. Yeah. Don't forget Trev. Trev's in there. Trevor Bryan's now the interim champ. Well, Trevor Bryan is ranked number four. He's now the interim champion. Who's the three? 
Number three is Jarrell Miller, ranked number three. There you go. Fraser, no, no, they, no, oh, the no. champion and the super champion aren't even ranked. They're just at the top status. All right. So rank number... Where's Big Frez? Where's Frez? Frez Aquendo's number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander Povekin, obviously he's mandatory. Yeah. He's number one and yeah. he's also the IC. The IC. International champion? Maybe, maybe. Oh, no, the international champions, Derek Chisora. <laughs> because he beat... Uh, he beat. That was for the WBA international belt. Or the... Yeah, the international belt. Confused? Welcome to Fight Disciples. Fuck's Maybe sake. you've seen us as two-time champions of the best sports podcast in the UK and you've thought to yourself, do you know something, I'm not really into boxing, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to go and listen to these lads because they're going to make boxing accessible because that's the whole point of this podcast, to make it accessible to new fans. Come and enjoy our crazy sport. And then you come and listen to this nonsense and you think to yourself, fuck that shit, yeah. I'll go and watch something else. We can't even work it out. Mate, it's crazy. There you go. Uh, the WBA, confusing uh, people that have been uh, following this sport for the best part of... 20 years. <laughs> 20 odd years. <laughs> Can't work it out. Yeah, there you go, mate. There you go. Uh, congratulations, anyway, Trevor Bryan. Much appreciated uh, <laughs> on becoming the interim champion. Uh, one thing that I will say um, on fights that I don't know if this has been confirmed actually. Uh, the Huey Fury uh, and Kubrat Pulev fight. I think so. Kub- Pulev put it out on his social media yeah, saying it was for the uh, the interim belt. Yeah, <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> there's another one. Um, it is uh, an eliminator for Anthony Joshua's IBF crown, but fair play, Huey Fury. Nobody oh. wants to go to Sofia. Nobody wants to go to Bulgaria. Kubrat Pulev. Do you know what? You just said 27th, that. Let's do it. Sofia, Bulgaria is a fucking wicked holiday, you know. Yeah, no, it is. Apparently, everyone's going there. But nobody wants to Ibiza. Yeah, but nobody wants to go there in their own backyard and fight the geezer, do they? And fight Kubrat Pulev. Live. Yeah, no, but definitely not. Huey Fury's the man. Fair play to him, mate. He yeah, steps right. up to the steps up to the plate. And just imagine this, right? Imagine this situation. He goes over there, gives Kubrat Pulev a little bit of a lesson, mm-hmm. becomes the IBF mandatory. April fights Joshua. Anthony Joshua. <laughs> it won't be a mandatory situation. It'll have to be a voluntary because it won't have been called by yet. But yeah. you know what I mean? He's next in line for that IBF belt. That's hilarious. The Furies could take over like the Clippers. Can you imagine? Day. Clean shop. Oh my days. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's all um, on with at this moment in time. Uh, this weekend, the boxing is back on. It's Windsor Park. If you've got a ticket, you're in for an absolute treat, mainly for the event, not necessarily the fights that are on the card. Uh, Frampton taking on Luke Jackson. I'll tell you something. Action Jackson. He's a bit gobby, isn't he? <laughs> this fucking kid. I love him. 16 fights he's had. He's never fought out of Australia or New Zealand, never fought outside of Australasia. Zero fucks given. And he has absolutely given Frampton shit. Like at every opportunity, saying, "Yeah, Frampton's achieved nothing. He's never beat anyone. He's overweight. Yeah, he's overweight. He's finished. He's washed up. He's handpicked me, thinking this is going to be an easy fight. <laughs> Frampton's going to fucking nail this kid. <laughs> Absolutely nail him. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, at, at the end of the day, you get this big legacy fight. You get this big fight which can change your stars, basically. And this is what it is. And and maybe he's seen the Jeff Horn effect. You know, Jeff yeah. Horn got his chance, and he changed his life by beating Manny Pacquiao. The difference is Carl Frampton ain't no washed up fucking Filipino drug cheat. Do you know what I mean? He's he's legit as fuck. He looks even better now he's with Jamie Moore. He looks like he's gone up a level if that was even possible. And he looks like he's on a bit of a mission to to clean shop in the featherweight division. He's obviously got a world title fight with Josh Warrington, a signature away. Um, and then long term, he's got the likes of fucking Valdez and Santa Cruz to, to hunt yeah, down late yeah, in yeah. 2019. It's all set up perfectly for him. He's dreamed his entire life of fighting at Windsor Park. And you think Action Jackson can fucking come in and ruffle his feathers? Man, I'm all about take your moments and make as much noise as possible and become as famous and, and raise your stock as much as possible. 
But don't be surprised to see Luke Jackson get fucking punched from pillar to post this weekend. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. That's the main event. We've talked about here, Fury Pinetta. Uh, there is a really good fight on there. Brilliant fight. There's a really good Tough. fight for, for Paddy Barnes. Is oh. it, it, do you know something? I fancy him. Dare to be great with you, yeah. Um, yeah, you I like, do. You like I, little fat ginger man? Is, yeah. that your, <laughs> is that what you're into? Is well, it? listen, uh, Rosales Barnes, right? WBC Flyweight Championship of the World. It's Barnes's sixth professional fight, okay? Yeah. Now, Cal, Cal Yufai outpointed Rosales in 2015. Yeah. Okay? Andrew Selby outpointed this kid in 2017. Never just outpointed him. He took him to fucking school as right. well. Like, he was great. Paddy Barnes, I mean, look at his amateur pedigree. He can box the kid. He might not have the juice. He might not be able to lay him out with one shot. Yeah. But over a 12-round period, he could, if he keeps his mind, outbox this lad, especially with the home crowd. Yeah. I fancy him over 12 rounds, mate. I really do. Yeah, I love the fact he's not sticking around. You know, he's the most decorated Irish boxer we've ever had in terms of amateurs. He's been to three Olympic Games. You know, he's he's with a good coach in Danny Vaughan, who I know really well. Um, they're quite happy for, to move him quickly. You know, this kid is the uh, the WBC champion, and he won it with a ninth-round knockout in Japan, so don't sniff at that for a, for a second. But he has lost fights before. He's been beaten on points, and if anything... He's never been stopped. No, he has never been and stopped. And I can't, but I, but I couldn't see Paddy Barnes stopping him well, anyway. These guys are too small anyway. Flyweights generally don't stop each other, do they? Unless mm. your name's fucking in new way and yeah. you just got steel in your fists. But Paddy Barnes has certainly got the ability to outbox him. And what a story that'd be as well. You know, he he had a little bit of disappointment at the Olympic Games. You know, he never quite got yeah. to the top of the podium. Mm. And I just think if this is his moment, basically, to, to fucking absolutely really shine. And tell you what, the fans will be out in force for him. And it'll be some atmosphere. For me, this is the main event. This feels like, yes, Tyson's on there. Yes, you know, it's the homecoming of Carl Frampton. The fans are going to go mad. But this is the fight. This is, as that, a fight oh, fan, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is what I'm, this is what I'm paying a ticket for. This is what I'm going to see. Because this is a fight. This is going to be tough. But this could be the big moment that Paddy Barnes becomes a superstar. Mm, expect a long one, I would say. Unle- to be fair, the other kid, Rosales, he can whack. Yeah, I mean, a, so bit, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of his victories have actually come from stoppage, I think. Um, about, what is it, 17 out of the 25 or something like that, I'm yeah. guessing that. So, around that. Yeah. So he can. So he's got to be switched on, Paddy Barnes, but he's got the skills. He's got the skills to be able to be switched on for 12 rounds and outpoint this guy. And you know what it's like when you're at home. Every, even every... Go to a new level. Yeah, yeah. You go to a new level. We saw it with Josh Warrington, but even, even if you're missing and throwing shots and looking aggressive... The crowd can influence those judges. 100%. You know, they, they go, ooh, ah, and they, they give it a little bit of shout as, as, as we're going along. And the judges might go, ooh, they were a tight round that. Well, the crowd seemed to think it were a 10-9. Let's go for a 10-9 for the Irish kid. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And it might sway his way. And I think that's important as well. I think Paddy Barnes just needs to start fast. You know, he's got a ton of experience. You know, I know he hasn't had, he's only had five pro fights, but look at his amateur career. He's got fucking vast experience, Paddy Barnes. If anyone can be moved fast, it's, it's this guy. And... Um, you know, I think I think Ireland could crown a, absolutely a new world champion this weekend. I'm with you. I think it's you'd you'd think the moment would favour Paddy Barnes. I'm sure MTK have had to get the checkbook out to get this world champion over mm. to defend against the five and zero fighter. But you know what? Even if Paddy Barnes loses, he's world class. He's in he's in the right mix now. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, he's not going to suddenly come all the way back down to fighting Lithuanians. You know, he's fighting for a world title. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. How important is this card for Frank Warren and BT Sport? It's massively important Isn't because it? these are their two flagship fighters. These they two, because they've, they've basically just lost, they've got three real flagship fighters, let's be honest. These two, and obviously Billy Joe. 
They've had to eat a little bit of humble pie with Billy Joe now fighting on Sky Sports because Eddie did the, the purse bid deal. Don't get me wrong, they're probably getting rewarded for it and Billy's probably getting the pay, best payday of his career for it. So it, I get it. But this is this is Frank Warren's move to BT and basically ditching his own TV channel, Box Nation, to put all his prime stars on BT Sport. It's all about building this. It's all about, as you say, selling Tyson Fury as a pay-per-view star, mm. about making Carl Frampton... You know, putting him in a position to fight Warrington in what that could even become a pay per view fight because that's I think a it will. fucking huge fight. I think it will. I think it's so important that one, those two guys in particular win and win in style, but two, the the, the programming from BT needs to be faultless as well. People need to tune in and go, I fucking really enjoyed that. And I think that's part of the reason why Paddy Barnes is getting a world title fight on here because if Let's Tyson be blows this kid away, yeah, but, and he should do, yeah. The, the, the top if two Frampton fights, just takes the fucking kid to school, it. which he should do, that's it. You need to have a fight on there where everyone goes, "Wow, what a brilliant war that was for the flyweight title of the championship of the and world." And that's it. it. For me, I look at the top two fights, and they are a mismatch. I mean, people from Australia might be tweeting me this week, going, "Wait, don't be sleeping on Action Jackson. Don't be <laughs> sleeping on him." You, did, you, you slept on Horn and look what happened with him. Come on, man. We're dealing with fucking Carl Frampton in his own backyard here. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I fully anticipate Carl Frampton to have his wicked way with a kid at the weekend and Tyson Fury if he's switched on to blow this kid away. So it could be an early night. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what you want. If you're billing this up, hey, this is our big night. We're at Windsor Park. It's a, it's a big time boxing. Our big two stars are, are fighting, but they're only in there for the best part of six minutes apiece. Yeah. You need something else, don't you? And like you are right, you are right in what you've just said regarding uh, Paddy Barnes. He could be uh, the boy on there. I know that uh, there's a couple of other kids on there that we're big fans of. Sam Maxwell's on there, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's Sam getting an opportunity to go there. nine and zero. But the, the other fight that stands out on there is the All Irish affair as well. Steve Collins Jr. against Stephen Ward. Yeah, he's undefeated at cruiserweight. That's going to be a fucking. That's going to be fireworks as well. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes because Stephen Ward's another guy that's with Jamie now, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's so, in. Yeah. Uh, he's a pal of Carl's and uh, he's uh, he's in that camp. He's been training hard with uh, Jamie Moore, and obviously we know what's going on in that gym. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Steve Collins Jr. He's legit. Yeah. So, like you said, that could be a little bit of uh, keep an eye on that one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think Stephen, for me, Stephen Ward should win that all day. Steve Collins Jr. is very much built on the family name you know he's not necessarily a chip off the old block I think he's only lost one but he lost it to Peter McDonough and Peter McDonough's with all due respect to Peter is no world beater so I think this is set up here yeah but I don't think either of these lads are and this is no disrespect to Stephen Ward I don't think either of those lads are world beaters but what my angle with it was is that as a domestic fight it's it's a derby it's absolutely fantastic of course it's a derby it's going to be absolute flames and it'll say it'll divide Windsor Park in two, mm. and that's again the show. It's the show that needs to deliver because you, the main two protagonists are going to deliver. Their opponents have been set up to make sure they deliver, and that's no knock. This is where we are right now with Frampton. He needs a big win here mm. to get a world title fight. Tyson Fury's one fight into his return. He's fighting a at least he's fighting a legitimate heavyweight, a guy who's campa- campaigned and fought for a world title. So I get why they're happening, but the rest of the card needed flavour and the rest of the flavours here you've got good talent on the other cards you've got a, a, an all Irish derby and you've got a guy in his sixth pro fight fight for the world title a national hero in his sixth pro fight fight mm. for the world title this card for me is sick I can't wait for it uh, there you go that's happening this weekend Windsor Park if you go into it um, tag us in your Man, posts yeah you'll fucking have a great night you will have you. a good night tag us in all your posts and what have you and we'll uh, we'll blast it all over our social media enjoy it should be an absolute cracker um, if you have only just stumbled across the Fight Disciples podcast you can subscribe via iTunes Fight Disciples you can get us on uh, Android feed via our website fightdisciples.com and we're all over social media at Fight Disciples Facebook, Twitter Instagram, YouTube please subscribe there 
and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.